You're listening to the Total Sports Experience. And now, your host, Ray Baker. Welcome to another fantastic episode of the Total Sports Experience. I am your host, Ray Baker. There are three ways you can get a hold of us as we start the show every time. Uh, Instagram and Twitter is TSE underscore show. You can find us on Facebook at the TSE show. And you can email us, which we always love to hear from our listeners. And that is the TSE show at gmail.com. Welcome in, everybody. Um, boy, we are, uh, I've said this before on other uh, shows we've done, but man, we are in full swing. We have some great shows coming up for you coming up. Today is our Stanley Cup. Uh, great episode, great guest that we have on today's show, but we've got the NBA in full swing. Uh, some series going on there that are fantastic. Lakers and Clippers. Uh, look like they are on a just a collision course with each other uh, for the West Finals. Uh, Milwaukee, we thought, was on a collision course to the East Finals, but they find themselves down 2 nothing to the Heat, and I believe they're playing Game 3 tonight as we tape this. Uh, Major League Baseball, um, as we tape and do all of our show here from Los Angeles, the best team in all of Major League Baseball is the LA Dodgers. At 29-10, you've got the San Diego Padres going, um, there looks like I said this on a sports update we did last week for one of our local radio stations that uh, it looks like the 1988 World Series is going to get reenacted with the Dodgers and Oakland A's because the A's are playing some great baseball right now. Uh, so that may happen. So we've got baseball in full swing, although the shortened season. Uh, what I'm really excited about is we've got NFL action coming. Uh, that's going to start next Thursday, as next Thursday is the first game that we have uh, on television. We're going to have Texans Chiefs, the Super Bowl, the defending Super Bowl champ, Kansas City Chiefs are going to take on the Houston Texans. That is going to be a just a thrill to watch. Uh, then you've got uh, my Buffalo Bills are at home. They're going to open up with the Jets. Uh, you've got great games all throughout the league. Uh, I'm going to really pay attention to the Chargers and Bengals. Because the Bengals are going to open up at home. Joe Burrow is going to get the helm. And he's going to try to dismantle Tyrod Taylor and the San Diego Chargers. Excuse me. The Los Angeles Chargers. They're always going to be the San Diego Chargers to me. Uh, the other game that we're going to really look forward to Sunday afternoon is Bucks saints As Tom Brady and the Leonard Fournette-additioned Buccaneers take on the uh, New Orleans Saints and Hall of Famer Drew Brees. So that'll be a great one. Uh, your Sunday night games are fantastic. Steelers-Giants is the early game. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. I take that back. Sunday night football, one game on Sunday night football. You've got Rams-Cowboys in the brand-new SoFi Stadium here in Los Angeles. And let me tell you, guys, this is a stadium to behold. Oh, my goodness. Um, if you're in the L.A. area, if you live in the L.A. area, if you're a Cowboys fan and you're visiting – I thought Cowboy Stadium was nice. This stadium is ridiculous. Uh, if you're not haven't gone to a game yet, if you were able to go to games here soon because of COVID, this stadium is just gross. It's so awesome. So, Cowboys Rams in the brand new SoFi Stadium for Sunday Night Football, and then what I was getting to before, and I jumped it. I apologize. Monday Night Football, we've got two very good games coming on Monday Night Football. Steelers-Giants is the early game for Monday Night Football. And then the late game will be Titans-Broncos uh, from Mile High Stadium there in Denver. 
great first week of football coming up. Great uh, Stanley Cup action we're going to talk to uh, right now with our guest and some great NBA action um, for for all of your sports needs. By the way, MLS is in full swing as well. The LA Galaxy have won three straight matches, and they have climbed all the way up to number three in the Western Conference. The uh, Sporting KC, which is out of Kansas City, uh, is leading the West, and then Columbus is just tearing it up. Columbus is number one in the East uh, right now for the MLS. Uh, so we've got an L- MLS uh, episode coming up as well as international soccer coming up. We've got a full breakdown of baseball. We've also got some more discussion to do on college football because as of today, as we tape our show here at September uh, the 4th here, there are revotes now going on in both the Big Ten and the Pac-12 to possibly... Um, reinstate if you will a season or bring a season uh earlier than what they were planning so they're revoting on that and that's just going to be that is changing just as much as COVID-19 is right now it is just week by week to figure out what's going to happen and if the kids are going to play college football uh, or not come the next few weeks we know that like the SEC the ACC some of the other conferences are going to play Pac-12 Big Ten said they were not going to play until the spring and what that landscape would look like. So in a couple weeks after they uh, have revoted and all the chips have landed and find out really what we're going to do, we're going to have a, uh, an, or a NCAA football breakdown and find out what this does to other sports at these universities if they're going to bring the kids back, if they're going to bring sports back, if they're going to bring football back. What does that do to the other sports um, going forward? So we're going to talk about that too. Um, in, a, in a future episode, and we'll most likely have our guys from SportsnetUSA.net so back on. Mark on the TSC hotline always with do a me uh, job today, I'm excited because when I reached uh, abroad, out to this so, young man, I uh, said, we'll talk to those guys dude, you got to come on and well. you got to talk hockey with me. And as we tape here, we're on Friday, we're September 4th, and I know typically on these shows, I'd be talking about NFL, and we're going to because it's the first week of September. But for some reason, called COVID-19, we are talking Stanley Cup playoff action in September. That is crazy. But on the phone with me is a, I I hope a listener of the show, but a friend of the show (laughs) for sure, a longtime friend, a former hockey player, and oh my God, you do everything under the sun. Dave Warble is with me. (laughs) Dave, thank you so much for taking time out today, bud. Absolutely, yeah. Thanks for having me. It's uh it's been a minute since we chatted, but yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm glad to be on the show. Thanks so much. So let's start out with um, we chatted kind of before we we went on the air here, but um, you, my friend, do almost everything under the sun as far as entertainment wise goes. You've got your company rolling. You are and give us give us your name because I don't want to spoil it, but uh, give us that name that you go by. You are one of the premier DJs in our area. You know, it, I mean, I've been working on this since like 2017, but yeah, I mean, my, uh, my DJ name, I go by SoCal D dub, you know, uh, and I'm now in Southern California, you know, D for David dub for rollable last name. And, you know, it's just been kind of stuck and, uh, it, it's been all right. Yeah. I've, uh, been rolling around Southern California, LA, you know, area, Orange County. I had a few residencies in Palm Springs, you know, over a couple summers ago, but just love it. I love spinning tunes, making everybody have a good time. And it's just, uh, 
it's just been a blessing in disguise for me to be able to just do something that I that I truly love to do, and and I appreciate you you know recognizing that as well. You know what? That's the, that's what we do here on this show. That's why we do the sports updates that we do because this is just something that we are passionate about. I love this so much. I love being a part of sports. I love being a part of uh, DJing and stuff like that. And I know you did. You were doing stuff at Knott's Berry Farm too before we got um, grounded or we got, shut down, if you will. Yeah, before we got put in timeout because of COVID. Yeah, I was, you know, I was uh, working adjacent with a company that I was uh, kind of contracting out for, and and uh, he liked my style, and and they were we were doing like Knott's Berry Farm summer nights uh, last summer. Uh, I think it was like every day of the week, Monday through Sunday, we had a different uh, DJ, and yeah, I was very fortunate to be part of that group. And up on up on top, uh, one of the main areas, and just uh, you know, we we go from sunset till sun i not sunset till sundown but probably an hour before sunset into the night just yeah it was really it was a really good experience you know seeing all the families and kids out there dancing and uh you know something i can you know check off the resume it was it was, it was really awesome it was very humbling you know in between sets you know i'd be on breaks and, and people would come up and just you know be like oh my god it's so cool and it was just it was just a great experience you know very very grateful for it you know met some cool people and uh you know look forward to doing it again once once we get back to a normal lifestyle, I guess. <laughs> how much fun is it for you? Because because I know sitting up in a booth like that, looking down, how much of, uh, I guess, of a fulfillment is it when you play certain songs or you mix certain songs, you're doing that, and like you said, you're up top, but you're looking down, and everybody's kind of moving and shaking and kind of getting into it. Is that That's like fulfilling for you, like, hey, I got that right song or I got that right mix or whatever, that you're looking down and everybody down there is having a good time. Yeah, it's one of those things where I mean, I mean, stuff like that obviously takes time. You gotta, you know, learn the different styles and and read your crowd and audience. But absolutely, one hundred percent, it's like, you know, you're 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 jamming some tunes, you mix into the next one, and and all of a sudden you see people get up and run out to the area and start start dancing and doing their thing and their groups of friends and they're taking pictures and their video and they're doing all that stuff and you know Instagram and social media and, and all that stuff and it's it's really cool, you know, and they hashtag you and they tag you in it. It is. It's really nice just to be a, you know, part of that. And, you know, it is a passion of mine. You know, some people do it for the money. I do it for, you know, a couple of bucks and it's a hobby and it's been able to turn into a little bit more since then. But, but I really do have a passion for it. I mean, it, it makes me, you know, feel good inside and just to, just to be able to reach out and do that. And, and knowing that people are just enjoying themselves. It's, it's like I said, it's, it's a wonderful feeling inside, you know, I'm, I, ear to ear smile for the hours that I'm doing that for. So very grateful for that, you know, hard work got me there, but very grateful for where I'm at now, you know, very humbled by seeing everybody having a good time. So you and I are connected social media, but if someone wanted to connect with you as far as the DJ social media and see what, cause I've seen you've done a couple of house parties and stuff like that after we went down, you know, into lockdown and whatever yes. it is, cause yes. I know you've done a couple, I've done a couple and they're, they're okay. They're good. We're getting it out there, but um, yep. if someone wants to get a hold of you, um, I don't, I don't like giving out just, social media stuff but do you have some sort of either instagram or facebook or something like that where people can can reach out to you absolutely 100 so yeah so social media handles would be uh instagram would be socal d-dub s-o-c-a-l-d-d-u-b and that goes straight to my account and then uh, i do have a website as well and it's called dubentertainment.com and that's my official website and that has all my contact information email uh, five page, you know, web with my bio, resume, pictures, you know, all kinds of good stuff that I've been able to do since uh, since uh, I started doing this in 2007. 
So yeah, dwentertainment.com and SoCalDW on Instagram, and those two handles will be able to uh, to be able to get to me uh, one of those ways. Absolutely. So you mentioned the resume, and I have to say, I looked on social media, and there is a new movie that is out. I want to say, <laughs> is it today? It's out today. Um, from what I understand, I mean, uh, so the movie is Tenet. Uh, Christopher Nolan's new movie came out. It was supposed to be, you know, a, a blockbuster smash in the summer. But once again, due to the time out of COVID, it got pushed back, pushed back. And their official release in select theaters was yesterday. Um, uh, Thursday, I think it was the third, if, I, if I'm correct. Vegas, I got a bunch of friends in Vegas who, who you know, got a bunch of the guys together from the movie and, and went and saw it. Um, I personally haven't seen it yet, but excited. I mean, we spent, uh, geez, three weeks in, uh, in Desert Center, which is about 60 miles east of, of Palm Springs, uh, 90 to 100 degree weather during the day. And then it would drop sometimes, you know, to 50 during, during the evenings. But uh, amazing, amazing. $230, $40 million budget, helicopters, Chinook helicopters flying over our heads, 50 feet, explosions. We're shooting Russians. I'm getting blown up. I'm, you know, it was what, probably the best experience I've I've had um, on set in the since I moved out here in '98 to pursue this, but what a what an experience! Humbling, great people. John David Washington uh, is the lead. Robert Pattinson follows him. Michael Caine makes a makes an appearance. Just an, an awesome cast. Friendly. Everybody was great. It was it was probably the best three weeks in my 20 year I'm quoting career in the movie business that I've ever worked on. And, and- I'm, you know you've made it, young man, when you are being blown up in a Christopher Nolan movie. That's, I mean, I mean I, I seriously, guess, right? I, I guess I'd rather, you know, get blown up and die, you know, than not get blown up and die at all. So, yeah, it's, uh, there's, it was, it was a, like I said, just a, a, a unbelievable experience, you know. Uh, a couple of times, you know, being, you know, directed a few things here and there, you know, Christopher Nolan in his patented uh you know sport jackets um and his and his nice always done blonde hair kind of off to the side and his little accent but yeah great the whole cast everybody you know everybody from catering to uh the director of photography to you know just anybody everybody involved it was just a an amazing amazing production and i was just a small part of they filmed in the seven different cities you know india i think it was india Italy, and then the last leg was here in uh, L.A. and in Palm Springs. But just an epic, epic, um, epic budget, you know, amazing director. I'm, I'm excited to see it in IMAX. That's why they didn't release it anywhere else, because he filmed it in IMAX. So he was waiting and waiting and waiting for the theaters to open. So that was kind of kind of the big thing with him. He had to keep pushing it back because he needs it to be in theaters. But, yeah, just blessed and grateful to be a part of that. So, yeah, thank you. <laughs> so if if you have nothing to do over this Labor Day weekend, which because of COVID, most of us don't have much to do. And, by the way, uh, here, this is a kind of a joke on the radio station we're going to do on later, is it's like 140 degrees outside as well. So get, <laughs> your, get your kiddie pools full of ice and water. Get them in the, the driveway, put your big screen up, and go find Tenet. This T-E-N-E-T. <laughs> go find it so we can watch our buddy Dave in, in, in this movie. So yeah. let's switch gears here for a second because, um, again, this show being taped on the 4th of September, typically I am 100% into college football and NFL. Well, again, with COVID the way it is right now, I am not doing that so much, but we are – neck deep into the Stanley Cup playoffs. And as we sit, 
I hate to ruin this any for anybody, but the beauty <laughs> of this is, is we're not live. It's a podcast, so you can listen to this later. So I will put on there, there's a spoiler alert. The Vancouver, I'm sorry, scratch that. The Colorado Avalanche and the Dallas Stars right now as we speak are in overtime uh, in Game 7 to see who's going to fill one half of the Western Conference Finals. Wow. Um, you know, to have this in a bubble like this, how much do sports fans, be because of what we've gone through the last five or six months, how much of it is it important that we have hockey for some of us? that we have basketball in the bubble, that we have the NFL coming back. How important is that just for our mental health, if you will, to have something else to fall back on? Absolutely. You know, I mean, it, it's crazy the the times that we're in, you know, we're, with, uh, with me personally, I mean, I've, I was always on the go, 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 go. I didn't, you know, I didn't know what, what stop meant. And then, you know, uh, the hiatus of the hockey season for a minute, and then everybody's, they're finally back playing. For me, it's, it's awesome. You know, I... I kind of lost touch with it for a while because they weren't playing, but now it, it, all of a sudden they're back. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it's like, it's back. And, and we're just loving it. You know, it's, it's, it's great. Especially, you know, I was looking, you know, at, at some of the stats and a lot of the games are so close. I mean, the stars and avalanche, you know, a couple of their games were, were two goals, but you know, just, just back and forth. And then, you know, the, the, the golden Knights and the Canucks, I mean, it's either a blowout or it's a one goal game. It's crazy. That's why I love hockey. It's like you never know at any given time any team can 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 win the game, you know. It's crazy. And you and I both, I mean you from Detroit, but we both know this that a 3-1 series lead maybe in the 70s and 80s meant something. A 3-1 series like, lead now absolutely. means nothing. No, that's like death. It's the kiss of death. I mean, it's I mean, I remember watching uh you know, playoff series years ago. And, and that's you're up three, one. And that was almost like the kiss of death. They're like, there's no more guarantee anymore. I mean, you know, the teams and are so solid and the players are so good. And you know, it's, you got to play 120% every game, game one, game six, game seven, whatever it is. Cause there's, you never know. Like you said, absolutely. Three, one is, is, is not what it used to be anymore. So I put a question onto social media earlier today before things got going about 10 a.m. or so, and, and I put it just like this. I said, do you know what is better than a game seven? I had a <laughs> lot of listeners come through. Um, a lot of my uh, – Mojo is one of my listeners. Dom is one of my listeners. They said uh, – <laughs> and Dave, you, you'll like this one. Uh, one of my listeners, Dom, said, a game three at Garden Grove. For those of you who don't know – uh, we, we used to play uh, a street hockey. A lot of us um, in the summertime would play street hockey in Garden Grove, California, which is in Southern California. Um, very close to my heart because I played out there for so many years with guys. Very close to your heart because across the street, you had the one and only shop that gave us all of our equipment. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, it's so crazy. I'm literally, you know, 100 yards away across a four-lane street, you know, the the hockey leagues were running around and just playing. And I was so fortunate and blessed to meet so many of you guys coming in a couple of days during the week. And on the weekends, you guys were always in and out of there buying your stuff. And, you know, uh, you know, and I think that's how you and I met, to be honest. I think that's where uh, our, uh, our friendship met. And, Absolutely. You know, yeah. And, and, and it, it's so funny as far as that goes, because you and I, again, we're talking before we went on about, yes, it was us. And there were a few of us that, I mean, I went on to play RHI roller hockey um, 
We've had some guys out there. Mike Callahan went on to, to big stuff. His son, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mitchie, uh, Mitchell Mitch. Callahan, went to go play for, um, I think he played for the Griffins uh, up in Grand Rapids for a while. Um, yeah. We had some kids come through some of the youth programs. I remember coaching a few. You have one that you remember. Some of these kids that came through in Southern California because of the hockey boom came through and were superstars at that level. Absolutely. I mean, my, uh, I guess my claim to fame or my, my, my favorite story is, um, I mean, Rocco Grimaldi from now the Florida Panthers. I mean, he was coming into my hockey shop. His parents would come in on the weekends and, you know, we'd be putting new blades on a stick and, and taping this up and cutting it down and sharpening his skates. And, and, you know, he played both ice and inline and, you know, we'd be getting new wheels and, you know, he was probably 12, 13 maybe i mean it, it's so long ago it, i'd have to look back at my history notes but i mean what a great kid what a great story i mean very humble kind come in he'd be doing his homework and you know his dad rocco or or uh, Susie would be in there and we'd be you know fixing his stuff up and we'd just be chatting and such great what a great family and then fast forward to what a couple of years ago you know and don't don't uh, quote me but maybe three four years ago you know he's team usa and then all of a sudden he's on the Florida Panthers. And I remember hearing that name and I was like, Oh, like across Facebook, I saw his mom post something like so grateful that he got, I was like, Holy smokes. So what a great story that I feel like, not that I was a part of his success, but just to kind of be uh, a stepping stone and just to kind of help that, that young man, you know, uh, get to where he is was, is a great feeling. I mean, that's one of my favorite stories. So yeah, absolutely. So, and so many handful of names that have come through, you know, that you've, you've played with, et cetera, you know, uh, for instance, but yeah, what a coming from Detroit to Southern California, what a what a big shock it was for me to see that there's actually quality hockey and players out here. So as as we sit right now, you are, uh, and I won't hold this. I have never held this against you. I make fun of you, one hundred percent. Anytime that we're on social media, I make fun of you. But you are a, a diehard Detroit Red Wing fan. Uh, you know. It, from 1985, I mean, I remember watching uh, the Detroit Dead Wings, as they were called way back then. Stevie <laughs> Eiserman was drafted, I want to say, in 83, uh, fourth overall, and uh, just, you know, and and retired as a Hall of Fame Red Wing. And, I mean, to watch them grow from 80, 80, to him, 83, me, 85, to, to being able to watch him in the, the, the terrible days of the dead wings to seeing them, you know, playoff bound in the early nineties and then just becoming the juggernaut that they were from, you know, 97 on when in four Stanley cups from 97, 98, Oh two and Oh eight, you know, it was just very blessed 25 years of playoff hockey, you know, most by any, most by any professional sport I'm quoting facts now. And, you know, I'm very proud and, and now we're in the rebuilding stage, so I'm, I'm grounded again. <laughs> <laughs> but and there, there's always those, right? There's always that because look, I'm I'm a diehard Kings fan in right. the late '80s, early '90s. You know, Gretzky came over here, which put the hockey boom on the map in Southern California. Yeah. Um, 1993, we go to the finals and face um, Gilbert Dion and the Montreal Canadiens that year. Yeah. Um, yeah, what a series that was! And then, of course, you know it. it the- was that the infamous Marty McSorley? It was. It was. And listen, I'll, I'll tell you a story about that. So I'm talking to Marty um, maybe seven, eight years ago, nine years ago. We're doing a Frozen Fury, which was the preseason yes. with with L.A. and typically yes. with the Colorado Avalanche in Vegas. And uh, we're doing the radio show, and Marty comes over, and we start talking. We're off the air, and we start talking. And he says, you know, yeah, that was the, the, the stick and that whole thing. And he goes, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. He goes, do you know why they picked me? 
to he goes there were there were a handful of guys. Tommy right. Sandstrom had an illegal stick. Yeah. Luke Robitaille, Tony Granado, Wayne Gretzky, all these guys had the illegal curve on there. So yeah. I'm looking at him, and he can see I'm looking at him puzzled, and he goes, "You're gonna ask me why did they pick me?" And I go, "I'm honestly, yeah. Why not pick any of those guys that can score goals?" He says, "Because <laughs> of all those guys, if they were to pick me, I was the only guy that killed penalties." And the oh, light went yeah. on. I go, "Oh my god!" They would get him off the ice. They would get yeah. a power play, and they would get a penalty killer off the ice. Now, and, as, as yeah. much as I hate the Habs and have since 93, what a brilliant move that was. Oh, my God. Hockey IQ through the roof. So, and, and the, now the, here's the, the hilarious part of that whole story. Marty looks at me at the end of the interview and he says, yeah, he goes, we, we did lose game two in Montreal in overtime because of that. He goes, but we still went home 1-1. Yeah, it, it wasn't like it was now two nothing, and we're we're in the coffin here. We went home. We split the series one one, which is what we wanted to do. So, you know, just stuff like that is just it's so intriguing. So, but again, I go back to ninety three. You're in the finals, you know that, and then we do the rebuild, and we rebuild, <laughs> yeah. and we re, and yeah. it felt like there was like a twenty five year uh, rebuild. Like it never <laughs> ends. Exactly. <Yeah. laughs> So That's what I feel now. I feel like I'm I'm in your same situation. Detroit hasn't made playoffs in probably two three years. You know, Litstrom's retired. All the all the big names that were part of the huge success are now gone, and all these new namers are are coming up, which are exciting to see, but. But I know I know the pain. I know your pain now. <laughs> and, and that's kind of one of the things that, that we talk about now. And that's this is where I'm going to ask you going forward here. So we've got, and again, I hate to spoil this for anybody. And if you've got, if you're taping this, you may want to turn the podcast off for a little while. But <laughs> the Dallas Stars Colorado Avalanche game is over. The Dallas Stars have scored in overtime to send them into the Western Conference Final. Wow. So one half of the West is set. The Dallas Stars will be there. Uh, who, who is going to join them? It's either going to be the Vancouver Canucks, who, what you mentioned, Dave, are absolutely loaded with youth. Yeah. This team yeah. is it, almost to a level of its gross of how much just pure, raw, young talent the, the Vancouver Canucks have. Now, go to the flip side. They're playing the Vegas Golden Knights, who are right. absolutely loaded with veteran talent on that side. Yeah. Um. At this point, and in Game Seven, where Vancouver has come storming back, what are your thoughts here? Who who takes this Game Seven uh, and sends them into the West Finals? Oh man, I mean, I, I, I've watched and played and and witnessed so many you know games like this, and I remember Brett Hull and kind of quotes uh, loosely. I remember him when he was they were in the two thousand. I want to say two thousand eight. It could have been maybe it's a 2002 when it was like the Hall of Fame team. And he, re I remember him saying something like, I'd rather be old and wise than young and stupid. And it was like, because the, they were behind the eight ball. They were like, oh, the, they're the oldest team in the NHL. And they ended up coming on the top. So, I mean, I mean, I'm always going to side on the on the air of caution of like, you know, veterans, you know, they're wise. They they kind of always come out on top because they know what they've been there. They've done that. They don't, they don't scrap under, you know, they don't uh, crash under pressure and so on. But, you know, I mean, and, and then on the flip side, you know, you got the youth where they have nothing to lose. They're, they're, you know, going 110%. They've, they've got a little bit extra speed, extra this, extra that. So, man, uh, I mean, if I had to put money on something, I mean, the Canucks are coming off a four nothing win, 
you know, against the Knights, the Knights are going to be extremely upset with that. So, I mean, I'm going to go with, since I'm older, I got to go with the veterans, you know, the veterans are going to come through the, the, the Knights have been there. If, if they can, you know, win again, it's their three years. I think they've been in the league three years and they're already, you know, a, a, a force to be reckoned with. So if I had a bet, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Knights. I'm going to, I'm going to say they're going to, they're, they're going to come out. Maybe it's going to be a close one goal game, maybe two goals. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Knights. It's going to be my pick. And being back to back, you have Thatcher Demko, who is the rookie goaltender that came in for Vancouver. He's played unbelievable. He's stopped 90 of 91 shots. I do like that. But if you're in back to back for the Knights, Robin Leonard played last night in net for the Vegas Gold Knights, which means if you typically go with the way we would normally do this, you right. have your backup play tonight. And that backup just happens to be Stanley Cup champion Mark Andre Fleury. <laughs> so, right. uh, speaking it, of what I was just saying, <laughs> veterans, right? <laughs> right. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I, I like the Vegas Golden Knights here. As far as they've they've been there before, they've been in the Stanley Cup final recently. Um, yeah. Not not saying that. Look, Tanner Pearson and Tyler Toffoli of the Vancouver Canucks, both Stanley Cup winners with the Los Angeles Kings. Um, they've got guys on that on that team that can maybe settle the youth down, but I, I do like Vegas as that pick. So that's Game Seven. That starts tonight at six o'clock. Let's move to tomorrow real quick because the Tampa Bay Lightning are sitting in a hotel room in the bubble, resting. Yeah, they're they're just hanging out. They have to wait till tomorrow night when we get Game Seven: Philadelphia Flyers uh, and the New York Islanders. Yep. Um, again, both of these teams, man, just loaded with phenomenal talent here. My favorite so far has been the goaltender for the Philadelphia Flyers, Carter Hart, who is all of 22 years old. Wow. Um, to to get put in, and you know this as, as a longtime player, and you've seen these guys come through, as a kid who is that young and has that much um, composure, if you will, to settle in, and even if he's got three or four goals against him, this kid still works his tail off every second. Put yourself into that spot now. You're in game seven. How cool, oh. how cool and calm does this kid have to be to help these Flyers get into the next round? Oh, my gosh. He's got to – I mean, he's got to be like – I'm going to quote the movie, was it Blazing Saddles, when uh, – um, you know, he's like, oh, this is my shooting hand. And then, it, you know, the other one's shaking like, a, but it's like, but this is my, you know, whatever, my drinking hand or something like that. Right. Uh, he has to be the cool hand. You know, he's got to come in there and, and, and just think that, like, I, I mean, if you think it's your last game, that actually puts a lot of pressure on yourself. But you almost have to go in, you know, one period at a time, period one, period two, period three, and, and don't think, okay, this is game seven, it's do or die. I mean, you know, I, I, I can't even imagine being in his position at his age to be able to to do it. But you know what? These kids nowadays are are trained so professionally from such a young age now that you know it sometimes doesn't surprise me how calm these guys are because they they're around you know veterans and people that have been there before for so long. It it, it, it amazes me sometimes how these these young guys you know keep your composure. I mean, Sidney Cro uh, Crosby, for instance, when he came in the league, the guy played hockey. And you thought he was in the league forever, the way that he kind of spoke and composed himself. But yeah, he's going to have to be, you know, on a whole another planet. I think tonight mentally to be able to uh, to extend that uh, to the next round. One of the shows that we're going to do here next week coming up is an NFL preview as we get ready to kick off the NFL season. But I think we're into a area right now 
where we've kind of seen like this turnover. You've got some of your superstars that are still in the league. You've got Sidney Crosby. Um, you've got Alexander Ovechkin, who finally won one, these guys. But it looks to me now in these playoffs, for instance, you're kind of flipping the, the page now, and you're seeing some of these brand-new stars and brand-new kids coming in and making an impact, not only on the league, but on playoffs and stuff like that. How important is that for this league to continue? Because remember, with the NHL, and you and I are well-versed in this, with the NHL, we've never been number one, right? It's NFL, right. it's baseball, it's basketball, it's it's everything else. Absolutely. But now with a new wave of youth coming in to get this excitement going, how important is that for the league just to keep going? Absolutely. I mean, I don't want to say it's up to this young youth to, to make that happen, but it's kind of up to the young youth to make it happen. I mean – They've they've got to just you know put their best foot forward the whole uh, you know every game and just hope that more and more fans recognize and more people will jump on board with the NHL. I mean I'm biased obviously I've been playing and watching it my whole life so hockey obviously is my number one but but as you know I mean you play it we're biased you know it's like we've played it we know it we we think it's the best sport you know it's there's so many things going on at once you got to skate got to play got to head up you got to you know there's so many moving parts. You know, and, and I'm not discrediting other sports. They're all difficult as well. But, you know, I can go shoot a basketball. I can go through a football. I can go run. I can do this. I can do that. But you, not every person can put on a pair of skates, lace them up, and go play um, confidently. You know, it's it's one of the hardest sports out there. So, uh, once again, just being biased, it's it, it, I think it is the most difficult sport to play. And put all that pressure on these young kids coming up. They got to they gotta show that and, and show off their talent and – and um, you know, see if they can uh, forge the 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 NHL into a whole different uh, you know level, so to speak. I, I will tell you, that, and and you will agree with me here is if you ask any hockey player at any, any level uh, that they've played, and my kids used to ask me this all the time, Dad, how do we skate? Like, can you teach me how to skate? And my answer <laughs> is, and I know why you're laughing because my answer always is, I don't I don't know. I, I, yeah. I don't I because at, at some level, and we all go through this at some level, that just becomes a second thought. Like I don't think I put my skates on, but then once we hit the ice, I don't think about what I'm doing skating wise. It's like you mentioned earlier, it's the hockey IQ. It's yeah. where I'm going, where I need to go, where is my where are my players gonna go, where does this pass need to go, that kind of thing. That's kind of what enters your head. The skating just becomes a second nature, and, and I go out. So when kids ask me, well, can you teach me how to skate? Uh, no. No, I can't. <laughs> Sorry. It, it's difficult, yeah. I mean, it's almost kind of like when you are when you got a kid and you throw them in the pool, just, all right, swim. You know, it's like <laughs> they're either going to sink or swim, so to speak. Same thing with skates. You, it's just repetition. you got to get them out there, and you got to just help them the best you can because no matter how you tell them how to skate, they have to figure it out, you know? You know, this is how you stop. This is how you turn. And they just got to just put the pads, put a helmet on them, some elbow pads and knee pads and just let them have at it. It's, and they were either going to pick it up, you know, like a guppy in water or they're going to just have to work at it, you know. And I mean, I, I've been reffing for, like I said, for 20 years this year. And I've seen some adult leagues where I've seen these guys play four nights a week, five nights a week. And they just, they just, they can't get better. You know, it's just, it's just not in their DNA. And then I've seen people that have, played roller hockey for one or two years and they go to play ice hockey and they're a natural and i'm like holy smoke so 
you know, it's like when you say like, how do you teach them? It's like they're, they either, I think have it and they can get better or they don't have it. And they're going to just try and try and try and possibly struggle. But, but to see those kids, you know, just take to take flight so easy. Oh my God. You're like, amen. It's like, this kid's going to be good. You know? So listen, uh, thank you again for being here with us. I, I can't believe we're still covering hockey on September 4th. Um, <laughs> know, I'm right? hoping I'm hoping for both of us that are in some sort of entertainment business here that we are back to normal like yesterday. I'm, I, I think I speak for you when I say I'm sick of being inside the house and doing uh, house parties. I need to be poolside uh, somewhere. Absolutely. That's, that's going to be my first thing. It was once we get out of timeout COVID, as I call it, <laughs> I'm going to have, I'm already planning a quarantine release party. So I'll definitely let you know when that happens. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So Instagram, SoCalDDub, and it's S-O-C-A-L-D-D-U-B if you want to get a hold of him uh, to do all that. And then DWEntertainment.com is the website. Uh, yes. We're going to have that on, on our social media as well. Uh, so people can get a hold of you, and dude, we, listen, we got, we got, like you said, quarantine's over. <laughs> we're gonna party like it's 1999. Seriously, Game time. we're bringing that. We're bringing Prince 1999 back. Absolutely, I, I love it. Special thanks to Dave Warble. SoCal D Dub Instagram is S O C A L D D U B. Hit him up. And check out some of the cool stuff he's done. You can also go to his website at dwentertainment.com and check out his resume. Check out some of the other events he's been a part of. And some of the other events I'm hoping he's going to be a part of soon once we get out of quarantine hell, if you will. And I normally don't like to call it that, but I think we're all at the point where we all just want to get out of the house and get partying. And as Dave and I mentioned, when all the quarantine is over, if he's throwing a party, we're going to bring Prince back and it's, we're going to party like it's 1999 because we're all going to be outside the house. So, David, thank you so much. Special thanks to him. Even though he's a Detroit Red Wings fan, I still love that guy. He's amazing. Uh, again, if I spoiled it for you, I apologize. But the Western Conference Finals half is set. The Dallas Stars win in overtime of Game 7 to advance to the Western Conference Finals. So some of my listeners that were mentioning to me on social media this morning, uh, Dom and Mojo were saying, uh, Mojo said, when I said, what's better than a Game 7? The answer, he said, was nothing. Uh, that's a great answer, but not the answer we were looking for. Dom said Game 3, Garden Grove. That was funny. Uh, Charlie Boscarino. Charlie hit it on the head. My man called it at like 10 o'clock this morning. He said, overtime in a game seven. Charlie, you got it. And you got a Dallas Stars win in game number seven. Uh, so all those guys. But Bobby Fluger, one of the listeners, Bobby, mentioned what's better than a game seven? Two game sevens was the answer we were looking for. And guess what? Six o'clock tonight. On September 4th, we're going to have the other half. We're going to have the Vancouver Canucks and the Las Vegas Golden Knights in game number seven to find out who's going to play those Dallas Stars in the Western Conference Finals. And then in the East, the Eastern Conference Finals are half set. The Tampa Bay Lightning sitting around, waiting, healing, getting ready for game number one. But until then, we have to have the Philadelphia Flyers and the New York Islanders play tomorrow night I believe that game is at 4.30 Pacific time. That one is in Toronto. 
for that one, and that's Game 7 as well. The winner of that will take on the Tampa Bay Lightning in Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals. So we're getting ready to come down to the Final Four in the NHL. Uh, look for us again when the Stanley Cup Finals begin. We'll have another special, all NHL driven on the Stanley Cup Final, and who's going to play in that one, and who's going to take home the ni- the 2019-2020 Stanley Cup. As always, if you want to get a hold of us and tell us who's going to be in the Stanley Cup Final, who's going to win the Stanley Cup Final, and when are we going to see regular season hockey again for all of those teams that are not in the playoffs? You can hit us up three ways. Instagram and Twitter are both TSE underscore show on, again, Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on Facebook or the TSE show. Uh, you can email us, which is the TSE show at gmail.com. And we read all of the uh, emails that come in once a week. We do all of that uh, as well. And we are going to have, I know that some of my listeners, I have listener Mary, who is always asking me about soccer. We're going to have a soccer episode soon because the MLS, the LA Galaxy, have won three straight as the recording of this one. And some big international news for soccer that's coming up in an upcoming episode as well. So get your emails in, get your requests in. Again, this show is for you, by you. I'm just simply your host. Thanks again for listening to this episode. We appreciate it. Come back. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button uh, if you like us or if you don't. And then just tell us what we need to do to get that like button. Uh, We appreciate all of our listeners, all of the people that support us. Uh, We're going to do this again. And until then, be good humans.